What's up, listeners? It is January 7th. I should know that because today all our Christmas trees got picked up and I had to have it outside. So I threw it off my balcony and carried it around the corner. What a day yesterday. Holy shit. I started like I literally knew that, you know, it was a special day. You had the election, um, Georgia elections, which ended up being obviously in favor of the Democrats because they are the king of mail in ballots. And then we had um, <clears throat> this, like, I've been kind of following, you know, a couple of, like, the right-wing Breitbart and stuff where they're, like, really talking about January 6th being the day we go to Congress and, we sh- you know, we take back our country and we do this, we do that. Um, and I made jokes, like, hey, yeah, you know, I got a buddy, I'm not going to say his name, who has a podcast that's pretty popular. Um, hey, Blank, are you going to be down there? thinking like it wasn't you know it was just gonna be a bunch of like people just protesting and you know whatever so i'm watching that and then i just like was obviously depressed about the uh georgia election so i i don't know for some reason like i'm just sleeping all day i get up hit my buddy up it's like yo let's go work out we kick the soccer ball around i lose in a shootout fucking sucks i get back and i look at my phone and there's like Every text thread had like 40 messages on it. So we're looking at 120 messages on red. People just fucking freaking out. Uh, and then I start seeing pictures of a guy in a fucking Viking hat in the Congress, Nancy Pelosi's Speaker of the House seat. And I'm just like, what is going on? So I'm sure if you weren't living under a rock, you witnessed what happened um, yesterday. And yeah, it's definitely an embarrassment to our country. It, um, in my eyes, I think that, you know, there's some, I don't know what they call it, 4D chess. And you're like, what happened yesterday is just playing into the agenda for the left side's way of just making anyone who is a Republican or a Trump voter look extremely bad. I know that there were some people that obviously were at that protest that were just there to cause shit that may not even be on a Trump voter. And, you know, everyone got duped. And now this is just going to be, it's like, I've got myself in situations like this where I've like, I felt righteous, but in the end made a complete ass myself. And the problem is like, you're, yeah, this is, I felt it. I've done this fucking at least 20 times, but it's, you know, it sucks because whatever you had as your intentions to do the right thing. You end up just looking like a complete asshole because you didn't manage your emotions correctly or you just, you know, just fucking just the whole thing of what you were trying to do now is overshadowed by the behavior that you um, you displayed. So I understand election integrity was a major thing. And I understand that the election just I literally to my listeners who may not have testicles. When you get kicked in the testicles as a guy, there's this like horrible feeling in your stomach where you're like, you're like, oh my God, I might prove myself. Like that's how much it hurts. And that's exactly how I felt November 5th, the next morning after the election. And I was angry, but you know, circumstantial evidence in terms of the pandemic and stuff like that, the Democrats had a way to get away with it and they did. And they elected Joe Biden as our president. And we needed to move on from it because what are we going to do? Fast forward to yesterday, <laughs> where 
these people fucking stormed the Congress. A girl got shot in the neck and died. Um, and it's just an absolute shame for our country. Now, I don't want to get in trouble with this podcast, so I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. But I do want the, the Congress people to know that the people control the government. You guys don't control the government. So in order to protect a stupid shit situation like this happening again, you need to make sure that you guys do the right thing. You don't abuse your powers. You don't take advantage of the people. And the people will not become the way they became. And the same thing goes with the protests on in the summers with Black Lives Matter and the Antifa. The people are pissed. And <clears throat> regardless of what side you on, there is just a huge amount of civil unrest on each extreme left and right side. Me, who's like in the middle, who like is a human being that wants to get fucking Dunkin' Donuts every morning and have a job and make his money and have a good family and things like that, we are like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? And unfortunately, um, the way that Twitter and everything else works, these sides of each extreme are like dictating policies now. And what's scary is like, I hope this doesn't change the right to assemble that we've fought so long in our country for. And historically, in my experience, any sort of tragedy becomes a new way of the government adding more controls to your life. Um, The Columbine incident when I was a kid increased cameras and police officers in the school, which, you know, I understand, but still, it was just an infringement on rights where you're now a student where you can be videotaped um, cars were getting searched in the parking lot, but it was based on, you know, the rules of se- search and seizure that changed after 9-11. 9-11 got the Patriot Act. You could spy on American citizens. So you have to be very careful with the kind of laws that change after situations like this because they'll just keep taking more of our freedoms. And people like you and I, I imagine if you listen to my podcast, you're in the center in terms of like you're not a fucking moron you're going to get your rights taken. You're the ones that are actually contributing to society to have the roads paved, to have, uh, you know, police officers on payroll, to have taxes dollars going towards picking up trash on the highway and um, the parks with artificial turf where I can play soccer on. Like, we're the contributing amount of society, whether you're right or left, and we're the ones that are going to get squeezed. We're the ones that are going to get fucked. And, um, yeah. So for me though, as a historical nerd and someone who has always like read history and, and try to learn from the past, like it's a very interesting time. I'm not saying it's a good time to be alive, but it's one of those times where, you know, like my baby who's at four months on Monday in my, you know, fetus, they're going to come out and be like, dad, you know, 10 years from now, like what was it like living in 2020 and 2021? Like, what were you doing? And, you know, and it's going to be interesting. These are the things I would ask my grandmother during the fifties and sixties and, you know, world war two and things like that. Like what were you guys doing? So mind you, it's not a world war, but the world is, um, I mean, it's, it's almost like global warming. Like it's kind of overheating where pistons are firing left and right. And, resources are just you know drying up and people are getting really frustrated 
So, you know, that's all I can really say about that. I'm not here to bash the president. I understand, like, I don't think the president's intentions were to start a Congress riot. I don't think that he meant, like, he went right on his Twitter and denounced all the actions. Granted, he was like, I know how you feel, but, um, you know, you have to, I mean, I'm not going to defend the behavior, but it, with that being said, you have to understand that there was churches being burned in D.C. There was uh, police officers being uh, assaulted in a lot more violence going on with the protests this summer. But it seems like they're making a bigger deal out of this, obviously, because they got to Congress. So it gives you a question. My friend brought this up yesterday. Would you rather have, you know, Congress, you know, window smash in Congress? Or would you rather have small businesses who have nothing to do with the issues in the world? Um, but either or, you know, that's, that's up for debate. I'm not going to get into it. I mean, I, <clears throat> it is so crazy. Like for my, you know, I got texts from my friends, like what's wrong with your people? Like these ain't my people. And then, you know, my, my fiance's obviously, I'd like, you know what? I'm not even going to address it. Um, it's just one of those things where you just throw that into your mental bank and, uh, you just let it sit there kind of like, a. A savings account like I'm not gonna get into debate with it I have some friends that I can talk to about it but you know I'm not trying to lose friendship like, my buddy's like I'm arguing with my mom on Facebook like what the fuck is going on in the world like that's this is the kind of shit where Facebook thrives on and we're just the um, we're the puppets to it so if you are already engaged in putting memes up and stupid shit like I, I hope this kind of stuff gets people off of social media but the coronavirus with nothing else to do, like, that's what you do, you take a poop, you check your phone, and then you comment, you, you, you stalk a couple people, see what their lives are like, and then you get out, it's crazy, and I, again, I hate to sound like I'm fucking holier than thou, but, you know, I think it's, I don't even remember when I got off, I think it was like four or five years ago, I've been off social media, um, and it's just been great, I've, I've literally survived the toxic environment, and again, my relationships with people have gotten better. Like if you got a Christmas card or if I talk to you every day, like you're considered someone who's in my tribe and everyone else who is in that other bubble that I've met in my life, like, you know, really good people. And unfortunately, like what sucks is I don't get to like have that kind of engagement anymore with these like associates that I've met. Maybe it might hurt my financial growth. Who knows? But, you know, those other people that are in that big circle, that small circle of mine, like, I can actually devote my time to and talk to and actually emotionally attach my interests to them rather than having, you know, a hundred friends where I just like their statuses, you know, support their open mic night or something like that, where it's just, it's just all watered down. But, you know, these apps and these things, they just addict you to their, their content and, It's not just Facebook. Like, you're fucking playing Candy Crush. You're going to get a little Candy Crush notification when you haven't played in an hour. And they're going to be like, hey, you got new points now. Come on in. And then you suck back in. It's like trying to get off, like, heroin. And you got your dealer knocking on your window like, hey, man, you haven't been on in a while. We're going to give you two free bags of heroin. You want to try it? (laughs) Click the link. Hurry up. It's going to expire in five minutes. Of course, the heroin addict's going to go back on there, grab the heroin, and then... The cycle begins again. So, mind you, I'm a little congested. I don't even know. I have like a headache and 
every time I have a headache or a congestion, it's like, do I have it? Do I have the coronavirus? I don't know. I do know that my friends in Rhode Island are like, it's like full blown craziness over there. Like it's, uh, I, I, I'm lucky to live out in the burbs where uh, I can hike in the woods and I don't need to really touch a lot of high contact surfaces or whatever. But anyone that I know from Rhode Island has either been exposed, knows someone who had it or has it right now. And a lot of people I've talked to have been like, yeah, I don't even know how I got it. It's just like, I think I must've breathed it in like randomly. And that's the scary part, um, going down there. So I don't know what I got. I probably just have a sinus infection, but it is what it is. I'm good. It's a little headache. I'll be fine. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to just kind of move on from that. It's a little bit of a blemish on our, um, Republic, but you know, we, they ended up passing the votes. Um, Joe Biden will be elected. The Senate will be Democrats. Um, and you know, it is what it is. I, I, I think that, um, I don't know. It sucks because, you know, we take the high road and then things just get done. If you take the low road, you're basically, you know, bastardized and to society like yesterday. So I'm not really sure what the next play for the Republicans is. I'm glad, though, that the Republican Party is going through this change because they need it. Right now, it's like you got some young guys that are like millennials and you got some younger guys like and even like Ted Cruz, for instance, who I couldn't stand, who was just kind of like becoming the new Republican Party. And then you have like Mitch McConnell, who's just been like the no man who doesn't want any sort of progressiveness. They want to be the, you know, the old school Strom Thurmond, uh, Bob Dole, uh, you know, like the, the crunchy people that, you know, they, they, they eat Werther's and they just don't, you know, it's just like the weird, mean grandfather party where it's really starting to change. I, I it seems like Trump has triggered this new line of Republicans who are, you know, Jacksonian style um, or Jeffersonian really and um, it's interesting to see what kind of um, shakeup is going to happen with that party I'm really interested to see that because uh, you know unfortunately like there was a lot of shady shit going on with the election and I think that we can't just brush it on the rug I hope that there's some auditing going on I hope that we push towards it but um, it's pissing a lot of people off. Same thing goes with the, uh, the democratic party. You have the AOCs of the world and you have the Nancy's of the world. So there's a lot of political disruption going on and we'll see what happens. I mean, whatever, like at the end of the day, like I'm just a fly on the wall and I like to, you know, I'm obviously bringing this up in my pod because it's just current events and, um, I just needed to kind of get, let the air out on my stance about it and yeah, whatever. <clears throat> So, watch that Celtics game last night. It was, I don't know, I, basketball is just so fucking crazy. Especially the Heat. I mean, you're up 10 points with a minute and 21 seconds and you literally tie the game. Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand basketball. It's just an annoying sport. I've, um, I do love the Celtics and I hope that they do well. It's just kind of random that um, it's just like these leads can just be blown so fast. And I don't know, it's just annoying. Um, Patriots are done <clears throat> that last game. Um, I barely watched it, but I mean, the debate goes and I, I'm in a, I'm in a friend, uh, another, you know, one of my closest friends that I grew up with, they argue with each other every week. 
one friend is, you know, was like, Brady doesn't have any weapons. So, you know, if Brady has weapons, he's better than Belichick. And the other guy's like, you know, F off. Belichick's better than Brady. And every time, you know, Pat's had a good week, he'd talk shit. Every time Brady has a good week, he'd talk shit. I am very pro Belichick. I think that Brady has the weapons now, and they're not that great. I mean, they should have won more, made way more games this season. I watched that game against Atlanta. Atlanta was in that game up until like the last four minutes of the uh, the the game, and it's. I don't. I'm not confident that the you know they the, that the the Bucks are going to make it that far. You have, it, Brady always needs that first round bye, and he's not getting that, and he's um, going to have to really show that he's got the physical physical conditioning to get through these next four games and be a Super Bowl champion. And I don't know if he can do it. I'm not confident he can do it. And the debate goes, like, who won the battle? I mean, Belichick almost made the playoffs, won. Belichick lost against some very good teams. They've only been blown out, what, two or three times this season? So most of the games they were in, they lost half their team. They got uh, a quarterback who's really, you know, is not at all talented in terms of throwing. Yeah, no offensive coordinator who excels in throwing offenses. So that was just messed up. And um, it, it was just a shit show. Like, it, it was just a, a, a tough season. And, you know, Belichick made it for what it is. He was <clears throat> didn't hold back. He was extremely honest. He said, you know, we've won a lot of championships. We gave, <clears throat> we gave a lot of pa- uh, picks out to be in contention. And... Um, contenders and this is where you're kind of ended up with and this, it is the facts like it, let's not beat around the bush like our guys didn't play well enough they just didn't have the talent to beat some of the more elite teams buffalo bills are going to be a problem now they're going to they have a system they have cold weather where it's hard to play in they see the patriots are definitely on their heels now in terms of the dynasty and they're going to be the team to beat which is just like a wacky thing to say i haven't i don't remember last time the bills were good i remember I think one of my first memories of the Super Bowl was that missed field goal um, with the Bills when they were in the Super Bowl. I think they made the Super Bowl twice and they missed the field goal twice. But besides that, like, there's never been... And good for them. Good for the AFC East um, where there's actually competition in the conference. It was obviously unfair for anyone who wasn't a Patriots fan. So, I I back to that debate, though. Again, I'm pro-Belichick. I think that Brady is good but he's not he's just a piece of the chess board back to the chess you know reference he's just another piece to make the team better yes is he like a friggin he's a he's a queen or a king on the field yeah he's definitely one of the best pieces you can find in a chess piece but in order to beat people in chess you need all your pieces to get the people in some sort of circumstance where you have checkmate where Belichick's the guy moving all the pieces around who you know if you've seen the queen's gambit he's that drunk drug using girl on the show who is just so gifted where he makes it all sing and he's got six championships to show i don't think that's even worth debating you you really it's like it's not even a chicken versus the egg belichick inherited power cells um team which granted he had a great group of players but belichick was also supporting the patriots before that as well so, you know, Willie McGinnis, you had Teddy Bruschi, you had some guys that they drafted really well, but, you know, Belichick trusted to put in Brady in. Belichick 
you know, let go of Lloyd Merloy. Like, there were some big personnel moves that I don't think Tom Brady would have been able to understand um, even now in his career that it would, like, you know what, if you want to put, if Brady starts coaching after this, then we can start the debate. But right now, it's got to be Belichick. It can't, Brady, again, and you see that with the Bucks. he is not a Patrick Mahomes um, type of difference on the field. He's great. But I saw just as many good passes with a shittier team by Matt Ryan this Sunday. So it's just like, well, I'm interested. I'm going to be in Maine this weekend, and I will probably we have no service, so we're not going to be able to watch the football game. But I am interested to see how Brady does. It's going to be a tough game for them against Washington. And Washington's a very tricky little team. They seem to have a decent running game. And um, we'll see. And that's what that is I mean it's, it's interesting I I also think the Rams even though the golf's out right now with their defense we've seen this with the Baltimore Ravens where the defense just carried them to a championship so you know don't rule out the Rams Seahawks again are always good they just got so much talent um, and you also have the Saints I mean Drew Brees coming back it's just not gonna be easy for Brady so we'll wait till Brady's out of the playoffs where we can have this conversation but I think he's gonna be one and done I I mean if he does beat the Redskins that's great but once he gets to that um you know divisional or whatever they call it semifinal game um it's gonna I don't think he's gonna make it that far I just don't see it It, it's just not gonna happen he went from a cold weather team that was uh built for that and if he goes anywhere else that's cold like like Green Bay he's gonna get smoked so and, and then my last thing is like Red Sox do something like make some fucking moves I'm so tired of not hearing shit about this team there's nothing going on yes did we hire a female coach that's great it's an amazing time for the sport to have some diversity and and have you know a female coach I don't I mean I, I'm not sexist at all when it comes to things like that if if the coach is great and can motivate players and has understanding of the talent and situational experience that's fine with me you know I I obviously have an issue if it's they're just hiring someone because they're a person of color and they're a female yeah that's what I have an issue but if this if if the person deserves a job 100% that's their job but besides that I don't give a fuck about what they're doing with the coaches I don't care if they fucking hired you know Tony La Russa and Bobby Valentine again I just don't fucking care I care more about what we're going to do with this team are we getting some batters in this team? Are we getting some pitching? Right now, nothing is getting done. This hot stove season is a joke. It never, it, It's never been good ever since fucking, you know, I would say the mid-2000s, not even. Like, I don't even know when this hot stove was a thing. It's not even a thing now. It's ridiculous. And it's a waste of my fucking time. And once again, this, they're going to suck again. The power rankings are back out. You know, you got the Rays and the Yankees being ranked above the Red Sox already. And it's just going to be another shit show. Like, it's just another fucking mess for this team. And, um, you know, it's 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 just frustrating to say. And it's uh, and, until there's some news. I don't know. It seems like they're more concerned about this music theater getting built in their fucking stadium than actually doing anything with this team. Which, you know is what it is. I mean, I'm following Liverpool and 
they have a great soccer team and they're owned by the Fenway Group. Maybe they're more invested in that. I don't know, but it's time for the Red Sox fans to start really asking what the fuck's going on with this team because I, for one, is frustrated with the way things are going. So anyways, this is it. I just want to leave, drop a podcast and talk about current events. I hope everyone has a good afternoon. We will talk soon in the future. Have a good one. Peace.